Hey guys, and thanks for stopping by the Unmother and Unbother podcast. Unpopular opinions on mother-daughter relationships for the woman looking to go from unmothered to unbothered. I am Precious Detina, childhood trauma survivor and generational curse breaker that decided to release the anger and resentment I had towards my mother through forgiveness so that I could heal old wounds and live a thriving life. I am here to stand in the gap and affirm the feelings of women that feel alone and are made to feel guilty when discussing toxic mother-daughter relationships. As your host, I share stories and actionable steps to help you go from trauma to triumph. This is the Unmother and Unbothered Podcast. So I can remember several, several years ago, well, several as in maybe six, six, is that several? Several years ago, about six years ago, I was leaving out of the nail salon and I had just gotten a pedicure. And the reason I remember that is because I had on those like little pedicure flip flop things that you leave with, I could barely walk. And so there was a new like store opened next door to the nail salon. And so I just kind of like, was interested in just curious to see what they had. So I kind of waddled over there. And when I walked in, I saw the parent of one of my students. So I spoke and that was that. And um, I knew that that was her second job because I had remember speaking to my student and she was saying, you know, that her mom had picked up a part-time job and um, she just wanted to kind of be able to pay for her senior items. So the student didn't work, but mom picked up the second job. And, you know, I remember just thinking how like amazing is that, you know? And so I kind of piddle paddled, uh, around in the store. I don't know that I bought anything, but when I was leaving, it was like on my heart to just kind of tell her cause she was a single parent and it was on my heart to tell her that like, she's doing a good job. Like she has a great daughter she gets good grades. She's very respectful. I love her to death. And I don't know why I just felt like she needed affirming and not like it is important that it, you know, comes from me or that it came from me. It was just really, really coming from a very sincere place. And I got to my car and it, the feeling just never left that I'm like, Ugh, you know, I can't avoid it. So I'll go back in. And I say to her, you know, I just want you to know, I just love your daughter. She's amazing. You know, you've done an excellent job. And, you know, just seeing you here working and, and knowing why you have this job is just a testament to what an amazing mom you are. And y'all, I was like overcome with emotion I, I out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I just burst into tears. And I was like, you know, my mom didn't raise me and my brothers. And so it just feels really good to see women like you just go above and beyond because you don't have to do this in your mind. You do because there's no other option, but there are so many other mothers who wouldn't be doing it. And I'm like standing there, like trying to control my emotions. And so she just looked really like, you know, shocked and kind of like, Oh, thank you. And then I left, right? So I get in the car and I'm so mad at myself. And I'm not mad at myself because I didn't want her to see me upset or cry. I was upset with myself because I made it awkward. 
And that's not what I meant to do. That is so not like me to bust out in tears. I, I can't even tell you like another time when I've bust out in tears or just burst out in tears. I can't. And so I thought of that story today. I don't know why. I just thought about it. And I was like, you know, it would be very interesting to just kind of discuss how I handle conversations about mothers because when you grow up with um, like a dysfunctional relationship with your mom or an absent mom, so you didn't have that relationship at all, you know, what whatever the relationship was, it was not healthy. When you grow up that way, it can be a little bit awkward when conversations come up where people are talking about their moms or, you know, it's a room full of people and, and they're like, your mom, my mom, this or my mom. That can just kind of present a situation, you know, in a social setting in which you don't know how to navigate it. And so I thought, you know what, why not share how I handle conversations that come up about mothers? So the first thing I do is, um, (laughs) ironically enough, I don't make it awkward. (laughs) Even though I made it awkward when I burst into tears, um, I, that, that was not what I intended to do. So the first thing you want to do is not to make it awkward. Your friends sitting around or you're, you're sitting with a friend and they begin to talk about their mom, whatever the conversation is, you need to be engaged. You know, you, you need to be attentive, be present, be in the conversation. Don't make it awkward. Don't like breathe hard or roll your eyes or like, oh, I I wouldn't know how that felt. I don't know. You know, don't do anything like that because it makes it awkward and it makes people feel like they can't talk to you about, um, not talk, not necessarily even talk to you about it. They can't talk about their mom around you and they dare not talk to you about it because they don't know how you're going to react or how you're going to respond. Right. So don't make it awkward. That's number one. Um, the second thing I do is I tell as little or as much about my relationship with my mom as I want. So there are so many times when a conversation may start with someone talking about their mother and it will, you know, because I'm engaging and I'm like, "Mm -hmm, sure. Wow. That's crazy for real. You know, blah, blah, blah. They may just get brave and ask me a question about my mom or the relationship we have. And I tell as little or as much as I want to. It depends on who it is. It depends on where we are, you know, um, and like what they ask. But what I, you know, don't do is I, I rarely, I can't even, actually I never have. I don't, I don't recall ever not saying anything. I don't want people to feel like I'm not open to discussing, especially if it's a friend because they want to get to know you. They want to hear stories. They want to know why this relationship is not there. So for me, I wasn't raised by my mom. So it wasn't like people got to see me and my mother interact and they may have already been able to form an opinion about us and say, well, you know, I've seen her mom and her, they argue, her mom does this. Have you been in their house? You know, it wasn't like that. It was like, she was just non-existent. She was not around and I didn't bring her up on my own. So they didn't know what to think. They didn't know anything. So whenever it comes up, I divulge as little or as much as I, as I want to, whatever I am comfortable doing. And you should do that because 
if these are friends that you're talking to, you just don't want them to feel shut out. You don't want them to feel as if um, they don't know you and, and if as if you don't want to share anything with them, they may take it personally. And then there may come a time when you really do want to talk about it or you need to talk about it. And those friends that you kind of shut out of that part of your life, it's going to be hard to get them to come back, you know, and, and really want to talk to you about the situation um, and listen to you. So make sure you just don't completely shut out, shut them out. You want to just talk um, about the situation and your mom as little or as much as you want. The third thing um, I do is like, I don't avoid uh, mother centered conversations. So f- basically what I'm saying is, any conversation that comes up with anybody and they're talking about their moms, I have really created a culture between myself and my friends in which they don't have a problem talking. Not that I know of, because I I talk to them all the time about their moms. Um, They don't have a problem saying my mom this, or I need to call my mom this, or even with me, I really form relationships with some of my friends, their moms. That's something else that I do because if I genuinely like their mom and, and the feeling you know, is, is an organic love for their mom, I don't have an issue saying like, girl, what's your mama do? She's so crazy. Like, you know, or that lady, no, she's sweet. Or like I've said in a past episode, my friend Marina, her mom, like, oh, Girl, I need one of your mama hugs because I'm going down through there right now. You know, you don't avoid mother-centered convos because you don't want to come across like, once again, um, you just can't handle it. You don't want to deal with it, talk about it with your friends. It makes it awkward. You don't want to be selfish You do want to uh, kind of preserve your peace and your peace of mind. If you literally cannot stand to hear a conversation um, about other people's moms or them talking about it, then there's definitely some work you need to do. In the beginning, uh, maybe up until I was late 20s, it was it was a little bit hard for me to engage but I never let on that it was hard. I did it anyway, because it is unrealistic to think that you're going to go through life and not be a part of conversations that consist of people talking about their mothers, because that, that is a very, very popular conversation topic. So you have to get comfortable with doing it and you have to understand that you're going to be around it. It's going to happen. Figure out a way to be comfortable with it. For me, it was the way I was able to be comfortable was that's their story. It's their life. They have a right to talk about whatever. If we are considered friends, why can't they talk about this? And as their friend, I have to accept that my life is different, but they shouldn't have to um, censor their conversation, you know, because of it. They should not have to worry about me getting up and leaving or avoiding them or the conversation whenever it's brought up. I just didn't want to have those types of relationships with my friends. The fourth thing I would note is don't make people feel guilty because they have a relationship with their mom and you don't, or your relationship is toxic or, you know, whatever it may be. 
So you don't want to say things like, oh, wow, if my mom was like your mom, I would never talk to her like you just talked to her. Do not, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not fair. Because just because they have their mom in their lives and they may have a wonderful mom, at that moment, there's something that they're talking to you about that's bothering them. Um, or you may have witnessed the argument or you may have witnessed something. Let them live. That is the relationship that they have. And if they get an attitude or say something to you that may not be nice, that's because they trust you enough to, to talk that way around you or to discuss something with you. And they don't need it thrown back in their faces. Don't guilt people for not treating their mother the way that you think you would treat yours. Just because you don't have the opportunity, just because you don't have that relationship, you don't know how you would interact with your mom if you had a mother like they do. You know what I mean? It's not fair. Um, that's their life. That's their story. And you have your own. Making someone feel guilty for any reason is unacceptable. Number five, I don't allow people to make me feel inadequate or like something is wrong with me. So in conversation, um, if we're talking about mothers and mother and mothers and daughters or an argument or whatever it is, you can say whatever you like, you know, tell your story, tell your truth, but along the way, please don't make comments. Please don't um, subliminally try to make me feel like something is wrong with me because I may not be able to understand that part of your life. I may not be able to tell you a time when I've experienced the same thing. I didn't. I can't tell you. But that doesn't mean something is wrong with me. So real quick, I remember several years ago having a conversation with a friend and she was just telling me about her and her mom. And um, at some point in that conversation, she said, well, I mean, I don't expect you to understand anyway. I mean, I know you have no clue what this kind of relationship is like, so I know you don't get it. So I'm not even going to, because I made a comment. I made a comment like, um, something like, well, did y'all get in an argument or well, did you tell her how you feel, how you felt? Or, and she was, she, her response was, no, that's my mom. Like, I wouldn't know. I didn't, we didn't get in an argument. That's my mom. Or no, I didn't tell her that I didn't like that. That's my mother. And she followed it with, I mean, I know I wouldn't expect you to understand anyway. I mean, I know you don't get that. And I remember just kind of looking, I didn't say a word. I didn't even address it because it would have turned into something else. Um, and I felt like she wanted to rise. So I didn't give it to her. But I remember thinking, there's something wrong if I ask you simply, did you tell her how you felt? Did you guys get into an argument? Not, did you start the argument? No, I didn't say, did you Did you cuss her out? Did you? You're telling me that there was a disagreement somewhere. Something took place and you guys differed, had a difference of opinion. So I'm engaging in the conversation. I'm like, oh, wow, did you guys get in an argument or did you tell her how you felt? Or, And you thought there was something wrong with, no, it's my mom. I would never just tell her how I felt. I wouldn't argue. Huh? 
I didn't say slap her. Did you slap her down? I didn't say that. <laughs> so in my mind, while she's trying to make me feel bad um, and feel like I was inadequate and like, oh, you know, you don't understand this. I'm thinking poor thing, poor thing, because something else is brewing in that relationship over there. But you know what? I'm going to just I'm going to just be quiet. But um, I know that I eventually went back because of what she was forced to do. She probably don't even remember what she said to me, but she ended up coming back to me and really telling me some things um, that was not the picture she painted for years. And I brought that back up and I reminded her what she said and um, she apologized because she said she didn't really mean it that way, but she understands how it came out, how it came across, which was kind of a backhanded compliment, but whatever. Um, so, you know, I was okay. You know, it was cool, but I didn't allow her to make me feel guilty. So just because I didn't tell her, you know, that I didn't like it doesn't mean that I didn't not, that I allowed it to happen. I just didn't internalize it. I didn't, I just thought about like, hmm, you know, I just, I really didn't. I just it rolled off and just, it didn't stick. I didn't feel bad I, at all. So make sure that in, in these conversations, when they take place, something like that could happen. Just be prepared for it. Do not go off about it, you know, and just react to it emotionally respond or, or don't whatever you want to do. Just do not allow it to really permeate. Number six, uh, don't play victim. Like I don't ever want to make someone feel sorry for me. And I take that to the extreme so much so that for a long time, not even a long time, like still today, nobody knows my whole story. Nobody knows some of the most horrific things that have happened to me. And it's not at all because I'm embarrassed because I don't want to share. Um, it's, I don't want anybody to think I'm, I'm a victim that I just want sympathy and a pat on the back. I don't want any of that. And I, I gotta get out of that. It is so hard because it's, it, I'm that way in every area of my life. I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me, you know? And so it's really, really hard to break that because sharing, those details will not only kind of provide insight to those that you know, I want to share it with, but it will be freeing for me. And I just haven't gotten to that point yet. But in conversation, everyday conversation in different social settings, don't make people feel bad. Like, yeah, well, my mom, I never had a birthday party because my mom was an alcoholic. So you know, I don't know. Well, wow, that sounds fun. I wish I would have went on a family vacation. I never got a chance. Like nobody wants to be around that. Like, cause it's going to make people feel like they can't share, you know, their triumphs and they can't kind of share their, their happy stories because here you come trying to make people feel bad. Cause they went to Disneyland every year for 10 years. That's just something you didn't get to do. That is their story. Don't try to make people feel bad for you because it's not going to help you. People saying, oh, I hate that. I, you want to share my mom? Like that kind of stuff. Um, It's not helping you in any way. It may feel good for the moment because the attention you're getting 
which is a whole, you know, another issue, but it's not helping you heal. It's not helping heal the the wounds from all of the childhood trauma that you experienced. So stop doing it. It's just going to make people not want to talk around you and they're going to start talking about you because they're going to realize that you're like being this victim every time the subject comes up. Don't do it. Allow people to freely discuss what makes them happy, you know, sad, angry, whatever, without making it about you. Woe is me. And the last thing I would say that I really, really do um, is to not be negative when it comes to like mama drama or mama trauma. You don't want to constantly find yourself being negative about people and their mom. So if they come to you and say, you know, me and my mom had a big blow up about blase, blase, blase. Oh, your mama wrong. Man, these mamas get on my nerve. All um crazy. All up. Mm, don't project now. Hold on, wait. That's how you feel about your mom, probably. Like, you know what I mean? You're angry. You're upset. I just hit my... Yeah, that, that's going to be loud on the microphone. Sorry. But don't don't project um, how you probably feel about your mom onto everybody else's mother. You just mama hating. You just mama bashing. You just don't like no mamas. You know how... Some someone might have dated um, a certain race and they get their heart broken or they get treated horribly. So now I don't date I don't date black men no more. I date only Asians because black men. That's what I think about when I think about people who bash mothers because they have issues with their own. Don't you know, don't do that. Um, If you feel like that in your heart, you got some work to do. I know that the the situation and the relationship that I have with my mother is exclusive to me and her. I have some friends who like, I just love their moms and it's nothing for me to be like, what mama doing? Girl, mama crazy. Hey mama. It does not bother me because I'm happy that my friends have the relationships that they have with their moms. Like I'm happy that they didn't experience what I experienced. And I also and big on celebrating those women who who were good moms, who owned up to their responsibilities. So I'm not going to be mean and nasty to them and bash them and do all these things just because I'm upset at my own. They don't deserve it. Now, if it's something that's not right or, you know, it's clearly wrong and y- your friend is coming to you, your coworker, whoever it is, and they're talking to you about it. You can express that, but be very careful. I am very, very careful about how I address people's mothers. And it has nothing to do with the relationship that I have with my mom, because, but it's more so just about respect in general, because regardless of how angry they are, when they come to you, you say the wrong thing. They're going to let you know right quick. Hold on. That's not, that's my mom and I hold up. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure you're still very respectful. So those are just a few ways, the basic, basic ways um, that I handle conversations around moms. It can be awkward. It can be hard. uh, It can be great. It could be wonderful. It could be engaging. It's all on how you decide to handle it. I personally 
am open to all discussions about moms. I've said it before, but I love mothers. I think that they are the fruit of the earth. Is it the fruit of the earth or the salt of the earth? I think it's salt of the earth. Yeah. I think they amazing. Um, Mothers have a hard job and so many, so many, so many, they really, really play the role very, very well. So you want to be open to the convos. You don't want to make them awkward. You don't want to talk too much or divulge more than you really are comfortable doing because you don't have to. Don't avoid them. Don't make people feel guilty. Don't allow somebody else to make you feel like you're inadequate. Don't play victim and don't be extra negative. I hope this was helpful to you. Um, If it's not as easy, if some of these things are hard for you, just try to really be real strategic and you want to do these things and start to incorporating the incorporate these things into your conversations that you have with your friends or, you know, just different social settings, because it, it's really, really healing. You know, being able to do these things for me lets me know that I'm, I'm unbothered by how I was raised on a deeper level. Yes, on the surface, um, it, it is very bothersome, but on a deeper level to the core of who precious is I'm unbothered by it. And this is, this is the goal. This is the way you want to be when it comes down to having a discussion or anything that has to do with mothers when the subject is mothers. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And I will talk to you later. So ladies, for some reason I jumped on the eyelash train way too late I could not get into wearing false eyelashes and then I tried blink beautiful lashes these lashes are affordable they're mink but they are just so natural looking they have natural to dramatic lash lengths that will not break your pockets they also have these beautiful nude and sheer pink lip glosses that guarantee to make them lips the center of attention if you need lash glue, look no further because they have one that goes on just like an eyeliner. So make sure you follow Blink Beautiful Lashes on Instagram and get free shipping on all products because at Blink Beautiful Lashes, they believe that everyone should blink beautiful. Okay, guys, you've just listened to another episode of Unmothered and Unbothered. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did enjoy making it. If you did enjoy it, please leave me a rating and a review in iTunes. Head over to IG and follow me at Unmothered Unbothered Podcast. I also have a Facebook page. Please go like and follow the Unmothered and Unbothered Podcast. And please feel free to join the private Unmothered and Unbothered group within that Facebook page. If you need me for anything else, you can always email me at unmotheredandunbothered at gmail.com.